Now you listen to me. I don't want any plastics. I don't want any ground floors. And I don't want to get married to anyone. You understand that? I want to do what I want to do. And you, and you would... Walmart, the mall. Like, the mall, the mall yeah. is the best spot because of the smooth floor. Yeah. 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 It yeah. makes sense. It's like, I don't know how long. Yeah. Just go, just yeah, like, yeah. Cruising through there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I actually, uh, I broke my arm running Heelys, dude, in fifth grade. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, we went, our whole family, like, went to our, to my older brother's football game. Yeah. And, you know how like bleachers sometimes they have the stairs and they'll have like the handicap oh, yeah. like ramp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was just going down the ramp and I run back up and go down the ramp and run back up. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I want I'm gonna go faster. So I would grab the rails and just like pull myself oh, to go faster. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what happened, but like my wheel just got caught in one of the cracks, dude, and I just flew forward and both bones just snapped up like that dude oh yeah oh i forgot about that dude <laughs> you didn't know yeah no. <laughs> no. yeah dude yeah, it was, it's, it's kind of unforgettable it was a time especially in heelys did you ride heelys did you use heelys after that oh yeah yeah still dude, as soon as i got my cast on i had a giant cast from my hand all the way to here i just ride around with my cast <laughs> giant blue cast dude my mom had school days. Yeah, I hated it. That was funny. Yeah. School, days. school days. Well, Lawrence, thanks for coming, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. freaking like eight thirty at night yeah. on a Monday, hey, and you're here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, blessed to be here. Blessed to be here with you guys. So, dude. thank you for inviting me, Joseph. Thanks for being here. I always bro. like to give people yeah. context to how we met, right? So, because yeah. we we have this theme now where a lot of people come on, like I was telling you, and they're just people that we randomly met. Yeah, and then we're like, "Hey, let's have you on the pod." And so, you came to young, our young adult group, the one that I just happened to be giving the lesson on for the first time ever. And you weren't gonna go, but you like showed up with your girlfriend. Yeah. And then you were in my group, and we just started talking. Yeah. Right. That's pretty much how you shared a little bit about your story, and I was like, "Dude, I would love to hear more about that." Yeah. So, That's thanks true. for coming on, man. I appreciate yeah, thanks it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, you're a cool guy. So well, we your like your message. Having... Your message that night, like seriously, touched my heart. Really? Uh, yeah. I, it was a blessing to be able to go there and just meet you and connect mm. with you, and you being the person to be in my group to mm. just talk. I don't know. Everything played out. Everything played out. Like, it did perfectly. You just, know. I, just, I wanted it to, man. It played out. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Seriously. Hey, the Lord works in mysterious ways. He so. does. Mm. So yeah. we always have people kind of start by giving us a little bit of background. Where did okay. Lawrence come from? How did he get to where he's at now? Like, yeah. how did you grow up? Tell us, give us, take us back. Oh, so that's uh, that's pretty interesting. So I grew up here in Texas, here in Round Rock. Um, and we, most of my family is from Alabama and stuff like okay. that. And so used to just going out there into the country and, and being out there with my grandparents and stuff like that. Just yeah, just being out in the country, open field, peace, mm. you know, peace of mind. Um, grew up with both of my parents in the house. It's been a little rough with them because my dad is a firefighter. Mm. And he, you know, there's days where he'd be at work for like three, three, four days at a time. Oh, and yeah. My mom hated it, you know. And so growing mm. up, she would always project like 
hatred towards my dad onto us. And we started hating my dad. And, I mean, now that we're older, things are a lot better. Yeah. You know, because I understand that he had to go do what he had to do so that we could, like, mm. live the way that we get to live. You know? And, like, actually get to eat. You know? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, grew up in a pretty nice neighborhood, you know? And I thank God for that. Went to school, middle school. No, elementary school. Hated it. It was interesting, you know, but hated it. I, I didn't like sitting still in a chair. They diagnosed me with ADHD, um, make me take medication and stuff like that. Still hated it. Uh, got to middle school. Same thing. Uh, I was known kind of a li- like I was kind of like an outcast kid because I, I got along with people, but I only, I only had like three friends at school, three or four friends, you know, and we would always either eat lunch together. And yeah, eat lunch together or go skate together, you mm. know. And outside, like the, at the ditch, that's what we would call it. You know, the ditch. We <laughs> be, we do everything at the ditch, bro. It's crazy. Oh, that's a dope <laughs> name for a hangout spot. That is dude. the ditch. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Three o'clock, dude. It's, it was yeah. Hey, it was like that. It was like that lunch, dude. Everything. <laughs> no, but <laughs> the ditch. No, but uh, middle school. So, you know, what? OK, I'll go. I'll take this a step back. So in elementary school, I did something kind of stupid, um, which I don't know if I want to say, but I'm definitely going to tell you guys afterwards. OK, OK. You know, <laughs> okay. did something, did, did something pretty stupid, got sent to like a detention center for a year. And that's when I was in third grade and I ended up going to it's not juvie, but it's like a level below juvie. Mm. And so. I was around kids who were like 17 and 18, and they were picking. Yeah, dude, I was. You were in third grade? Yeah, I was in third what? grade. Dude. And, and they made sure I knew it. They made sure <laughs> I cow. knew it, bro. Like, they would, I'd go, they'd, they'd be sitting there calling me crazy names, like cussing me out. And I'm just a kid. Now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, I see that they were just picking on me. But mm-hmm. as a kid, like, it really hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. And then so yeah. went back to normal school, and then everybody knew me as a kid that, like, Left and went to Jew, and they were like, "Oh well, you know, he's crazy, he's weird." Mm. I'm like, "Dude, it, I did something I messed up. I'm sorry, you know." And I was then in third grade, yeah, exactly. You know, I was in third grade, and then, you know, middle school comes around, and it was the same thing. Kind of had the same four buddies, and same thing: skateboarding, skateboarding. And I always loved sports. Like I really wanted to get into sports, except my parents wouldn't let me play sports because my grades were so bad. Mm. And so what would happen is, like, I take these ADHD pills. But I would feel like some of the learning that was going on in the classroom was just like it was worthless because I there were so many other things that from a kid we had like been taught about. Like my dad, when we were maybe like seven, eight, nine years old. He used to sit us down and we'd watch like Bible stories for like three, four hours. And we'd, he, we'd sit there and he would read the Bible to us for three or four hours. And my mom would come and she would be like, Actually, like, I hate this. I don't know why you're making them sit here and do this because you don't mean my sister be falling asleep or like, Dad, mm-hmm. can we please leave? I appreciate it now, you know, yeah. but like, yeah, back then it created a whole nother situation. And so coming into, you know, like school, I had my dad who would sit and we would have like one on one conversations and he would explain things to me and Whoa. he would do, you know, he would do it over and over again and break it down in different scenarios and help me learn. And so that's how like I kind of realized that's how I learned. And I get to school and the teacher's like, all right, you know, 15 X, Y, Z squared minus F X is the perimeter of what? And I'm sitting there like, bro, 
Like, what are we talking about? You know, like, like, what is it that we're really trying to get to? Yeah. And then, you know, they'd say it one time and it's like, all right, well, next class we have a test. I'm like, great. I'm going to go skate. You know, I pre, you know, I appreciate the time. You know, I just, I can't do it. And so, yeah, my grades were bad. They wouldn't let me play sports. And so I got to high school, you know, and high school was interesting because that's when like you get to a point of, you see like the clicks, like everything kind of starts opening up and you learn, you thought you knew about bad stuff in middle school. And it's like, you get to high school, there's the bad stuff, you know, the like the quote unquote crazy. It it does get pretty crazy. Some weird stories, though. Some weird stories. I mean, from like I've heard from other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say anything, but um, got to high school and I wanted to play football. And, you know, my dad was, he played football. He was supposedly going to go to the NFL. And he says it to this day. He's like, I'm glad I didn't go because I probably wouldn't have y'all. I Mm -hmm. probably would have been doing some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you know, that's why the Lord works in mysterious ways. You know, you know, thank God that we're here. And so went to go try that out. First practice, I got busted, like completely knocked out. I remember this dude named Zarian, uh, quarterback. Yeah, he was quarterback. Dude hikes the ball, gets it. He he drops the ball. He fumbles it and like looks at me, picks it up, and we're playing against the varsity line. So these guys are just like, Force. yeah, like you know, like they're they're gonna tear us up. He looks at me like, uh, uh, throws it to me. I grab it, and as soon as I look, I just get popped. You know, and then I wake up like on the sideline. I was like, oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. And my dad, that was the practice that my dad came to because it was our first practice. Because he was like, I've been telling you, don't play football. And I was like, dad, I want to try it out. Like, I want to play. And he was like, okay, let's, I'm going to go to your first practice. And that's what happened at first practice. No. Wait, yeah. what grade, wait, <laughs> yeah, what grade you in, were you in for that? I was a sophomore. I was, yeah. I didn't play freshman year. Didn't okay. play freshman year at all. I, I went into football as a sophomore, which was probably a bad idea. You know, yeah. you know, so Still, that's messed up, dude. Whoever laid you out like that, that's freaking. And I know, I know the up. dude. I know the dude. Oh, bro. for real? Yeah, because I'm friends with his little brother. Because me and him, oh, okay, me and okay. his little brother are really good friends. You know, and I, you know, I, I see it for what it is now. You yeah. know, but yeah, and then left left football because I was like, all right, I still want contact. I can't, I can't play anything. And I went to go play lacrosse for a little bit. And no, actually, I take that back. So right after football, I was like, okay, let's start thinking about rugby. Since they're not going to let me play the season, I have concussion. I can't do anything. Like, let's start thinking about rugby. My friend Jackson, I remember he was like, hey, in a month or something, they have a practice coming up. You want to go? Do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, sure. So and then I started to go play lacrosse because there was this guy named Quentin, another African-American guy who played lacrosse and he was like the only one on the team. And he was playing at the time that he asked me to come to a practice and then he stopped playing. And then I went to a practice and I, I liked some of the guys who were there. Like it was really cool, but lacrosse, you know, I, I hate to bring race into it because I'm not like a race guy. I have guys that like my cousins that look like you guys, you know, yeah, yeah, like seriously, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it's it's okay to call it what it is. Like yeah. lacrosse is primarily, a, oh, there's a lot of white dudes play lacrosse. I know, but <laughs> a lot it's of white a dudes play American. hockey. Yeah, true, true. And yeah. Yeah, it's funny. My best friend plays hockey. He's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so all like, you know, and. You're racist, dude. It was, <laughs> you're racist. <laughs> Don't do that to him. Don't do that to him. It's not, it's not. 
No, but um, yeah, I got there and it was good, you know, dipping my toes into a new sport. It was actually like really fun, but as like practices st- st- like kept going, I realized that I was like, okay, this may not be the place for me just because I see like how they treat me and kind of like every other joke that came out of their mouth had to do with me being black. Mm. You know, and I was like, I mean, I don't mind you guys, but like, dude, you could crack a black joke every now and then. I don't care, but like, yeah. dude. Every time I see you, yeah. you know, like, every day, bro. yeah, it's like, much. you know, it's like, dog, yeah. I get it. I'm black. Can we move on? <laughs> you know, like, I get it. Can we move forward yeah. now? Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, I walked out until un- onto the field one day, and it was like a snowy day, and they had the word N I G G E R like <laughs> spelled out across the field, and I was just like, you know, I wanted to be a part of this team, but guys. Like it's just annoying at this point. I I can't I can't do it anymore. That's then, crazy, dude. I know. And lacrosse was really cool. It really was. But just the team that that team that was at that school, I mean, I, mm-hmm. it happens. You know, yeah, it, it's out of my control. You know, um, and then left that and went into rugby. And then that's where I kind of figured out. I kind of found where that's where my sweet spot was. Cause in rugby, you get to play offense and defense and in football, it's like, okay, you're either offense or defense, unless you're like that guy, you know what I mean? Unless you're that guy, you can play both. And if you're not, you're not, you know? So yeah, rugby was great. I, my first year I started playing sevens rugby cause there's 15 rugby and rugby. Mm -hmm. and sevens rugby was my thing. First game, I scored like seven or eight tries. I was like, I love this, you know. Coach is like, you're fast. We want to put you on academy team. So, of course, I had to keep training, and I started training with the varsity guys. Um, At least the cool thing about rugby, though, was with the varsity guys, like they were there to teach me and help me, not just Mm -hmm. like run me over and kill me, you know, because in football. you know, Yeah. Yeah. It can actually help you get better. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. You know, it's like, (laughs) wow, who would have thought, you know. (laughs) You know, but – Dude, it was it was a really blessing of an experience because I got to meet guys who were like my brothers, and I got that mm. team experience of just you know being on the field and being able to say, okay, I'm playing right now because of that dude and that dude right there because you know I gotta I want to watch his back. You yeah. Know, he's, yeah, he's got to make mm-hmm. it out of this game. You know, he's got just so many different like so many different scenarios. You know, like one dude had a kid on the team, and he was like, dude, I'm trying to win this game for my son, and. We're in high school. Bro Bro has a son, you know, and I'm just like, okay, bro, like, I got you. If if old dude over there is going to hit you, like, we're here to back you, bro. You know, we're wow. here. You know, and so we played, and we played together, and it, it really built a brotherhood. And that, that first season, yeah, first season of our JV season, we went undefeated. And that was what was crazy to me is I prayed before every game because I was like, you know what, boys – like, let's just, let's do this. Let's band together, saw about our heads, and pray before this game. Like, just pray for protection. Pray to have a good time. Yeah. Pray to, like, thankful that we're here to be able to play this sport on mm. this field, you know, on this field today when other people are dying, mm. you know. We're able to just have fun, mm. you know. And so did that, and we went undefeated that season. It was great, and I thank the Lord for it. And then next season, our varsity season, was when COVID, that was, yeah, COVID happened. And yeah, it kind of took like everything away. There were guys, we were all trying to get scholarships. We were all like, oh, we're going to go to Life University. We're going to Georgia. We can go to Lindenwood. 
No, nothing. Like every sport, and I'm sure you guys are aware of what happened yeah, in 2020. Yeah. You know, like it was yeah. every college player or athlete, all of their offers just kind of went down the drain. You know, but it was it was a realizing factor of like, okay, there's more to life than just this. And, you know, and that's what, that was kind of what I got from it too. Like when yeah. God took it away, because we were all like, okay, this is all we have. Like, this is what we love. This is what we're going to do. And I was like, oh, nope, not anymore. Figure out something else, you know? And so it was cool though. And, you know, for me, that's when I went to men's league, some of my Teammates went off and they moved in other places and moved in with girls and, you know, da-da-da. And ah, crazy stuff. Crazy <laughs> stuff. You know, I still pray for them. And, Had and, more kids. You know? You said what? <laughs> Had more kids. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, you know, which is not a bad thing. But I was like, dude, get married. You know, he's, mm. you know, like, you know. Yeah. Take, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, I, I went on to play in the men's league and – that was really scary at first because I was the youngest guy on the team and I was just getting kind of into it. Like, okay, let's, let's see how the, how the men play versus the boys. Yeah. First couple of games I got smacked, cracked, got thrown around. Like it was nothing that I didn't expect. Yeah. And then my coach who I worked for, for about a year at the warehouse, he told me, he was like, Hey, I'm going to take you in. We're going to make you a really good player and da da da. And so, he he was kind of my mentor for that year. Now I love this guy, you know, and he he's a he's a father now. He's a good father, um, but there were also things like his dad owned a titty bar, mm. and that that was his like safe haven. So after work or on like Saturdays, he'd be like, Lawrence, do you want to go eat at a strip club? And I'd be like, you know what? I don't want to tell him no because I'm his own. Like the only people that worked in the warehouse were me and him. Yeah. He doesn't have anybody else, and he kind of treated me as a son. Mm -hmm. So I would go with him to these places, and I'm just like, Coach, you know I hate being here, but I'm going to eat here with you, you know? Yeah. And that was that was an experience on its own where I learned from then. I was like, yeah, this is not an environment for me. It's not It's not what people make it out to be, yeah. you know? Because a, a lot of young people are like, oh, yeah, dude, let's go to a strip club and we'll spend money. Dude, that is the last place you need to spend money. Like, you know, and, and I feel bad for the girls that are on stage because it's like, dude, I the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing is for sure. That it's a business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he taught me a lot about rugby IQ and just building that. And he gave me a more mature perspective because he he played professional rugby for about Twenty-two years. Dang, with, that's yeah, a long time. Yeah, and he he was he was a beast, and he was a fast guy too. And so he kind of took me under his wing, and we were running like seventy sprints a day, seventy, <laughs> eighty sprints a day, dude. Like that was a crazy. That was the fastest I've ever been. And then I got so. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, my head is getting really big because now everywhere I yeah, go, I'm the, like, dude, you're the man. Because I'm him, like, dude. yeah, yeah. I, I started, I started believing the hype, and then now that I'm here, I realize, you know, I think the Lord, those doors are still open, but I realize, like, don't believe the hype so much mm. because you still have to work. Mm. You know, like the guys that are pros, they all have been at that point where like, oh, I'm him. Now you're around guys who are all like, oh yeah, I'm him. So what makes you different? You get <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So yes. what makes what sets you apart from that? And um, but yeah, leading into my first like professional tournament, 
we were just training, 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 training nonstop. I'd wake up, go to work. All we did at work was lift boxes, stack pallets. And then for my lunch break, which was at 12 every day, we'd go run the 70 sprints, come back. And then after work, we'd go to the gym. So it was like, it was just a grind. Like that, that was my, that was my life for a little bit. And then after, yeah, coming in the first tournament, started getting distracted, girls, mm -hmm. you know, got to the tournament, played good in the first game, second game, second game was all right, but, you know, third game comes around and my coach is like, dude, you are the, like, top, you're in the top three fastest people here. And he's comparing, like, there's guys there, like Carlin Isles, one of the fastest rugby players in the world and stuff like that. You know, and he's like, I think you can sweep him on the edge. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, we'll <laughs> see. You know, I was like, okay, we'll see. And then third match comes around and we play some, this is like a Samoan team. Mm -hmm. These are those Islander guys. They've been playing rugby since, yeah. <laughs> since they came out the womb, dude. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, dude. And so, yeah, I made, I was, I was, got the ball. This is maybe... Second quarter, second half, I'm going, I'm running, running, running. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to score this try. Next thing I know, dude just bust me clean with his head. Like, he pops me clean. That's why I have this little scar right here. And I almost got knocked out, but, like, I, I got popped and I, I rolled over. And the blood was just gushing down my face. And I tried to get up and I couldn't walk. And they had to, like, carry me off the field, went to the hospital. Oh, my God. And, yeah, dude, I was crying because I was like, why, you know, it's not the pain that's bothering me so much, but the fact that, like, I prepared so much for this and then just to get knocked out, like, just yeah. to get dropped, you know? And then, yeah, that month of after the tournament, dude, that first couple of days of just being in darkness, not being able to, like, go outside, I was like, Lord, why? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it? What did I do? You know, and now I re you know, now I realize it. I probably should have been a lot more focused, should have been a lot mm -hmm. more humble, should have talked to him a lot more during the game. I still prayed before the game, but I should have been in more connection. I feel like there were missing pieces that I didn't there were a lot of things that I could have done to prepare a lot better that I didn't do. Okay. And now that I'm older, being out of it, I'm like, oh, well, now I would do this instead of this rather than this. Gotcha. You know? So, if, if, how old were you during? I was all that time, like that tournament and everything. Twenty. This was last year. Twenty-one. Twenty-one, I believe. Dang. Yeah. And so you're twenty-two now. Yes, sir. So this yes, was sir. like a men's league. Yeah. That was like had some pro players. Well, yeah, there were some all pretty intense pro teams there. Oh, yeah. okay. And so it was. It was, yeah, basically like a shot of getting to dip your toes in the water, you know? Wow. Am I in? Yeah. 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 Dude. It's really interesting, you know? I'd I would suggest you guys to go watch it one day. They they come to Round Rock sometimes. I think you guys really? have fun. Yeah. Oh, you know, dude. It's, it's at the yeah. Round Rock Sports Complex, and okay. it's called uh, Free Tail 7. It's New Year's, and it's like the only – rugby tournament okay i think in america that that happens 
on New Year's Eve or something like that. Really? Yeah. Dude, that'd be so fun to go to. I would yeah. love to go to that. Yeah, yeah dude. I watched dude. the New Zealand All Blacks Amazon Prime documentary series. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> that was like my first introduction to what rugby was. Yeah. And, you know, they, they make it look like vicious ballerina, like ballet yeah. with the freaking, uh, with the cameras and the slow-mo and everything. Dude. And I was just like, this is sick. And they do their, like, they do their pregame Oh, the Chant, haka and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah, that? that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was sick, dude. So yeah. I, I have so much respect for people who play hockey, lacrosse, or uh, rugby. Because I think those are some of the most physically intense, but also like just athletic, like yeah. pure athletic games you could possibly yeah, play. Yeah, for sure. In terms of hand-eye sure. coordination, running, agility, and contact. Yeah, strength, dude. endurance, <laughs> like there's all of it. Yeah. All aspects yeah. of it are in that game specifically yeah. those games yeah. so dude mad respect for that seriously yeah that is Man, sick. I, I appreciate I, you i, I don't think especially at such a young age yeah. yeah that's crazy dude. clearly you're, clearly you're gifted with that for sure like i think that's what Thank your you. coach saw yeah he was like hey dude you got yeah. some serious potential let me take you under my wing yeah so, i mean i think i would say this just based off of you guys is like size and demeanor i think you guys can play rugby too it's, it's like <laughs> i mean maybe you? one game until i get destroyed yeah and then i'll be out for the rest of the my I, life i know man but it, it yeah i was a i was i played football oh, like, yeah. from high school and a little bit of college but i never got the chance to play rugby but yeah. i would have loved to try it you, I mean, yeah i feel like you probably like rugby a lot more <laughs> i feel like I, I feel like i i think you would I feel like it would be fun <laughs> yeah yeah okay so you you went through a lot right there can you um can you wrap up sort of like where with where you are right now and then I had some. I have some curiosities that I want to. Oh, yeah. We'll just go back through, and I want to yeah. ask you some questions. But Absolutely. so, what are you? So, what are you doing now? So now I am. I'm working on a farm with my uncle. It's my uncle's property. It's cool. It's like technically our family property, mm -hmm. you know. And in the future, I plan on like having a little spot there, a little uh, cabin yeah. or something, you know, just my dogs and a cabin dirt bike or something. Oh, yeah. So you, you like know? the country? Yes, yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. I love the dude. Peace. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I feel you're that. in good company. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. And and so, no, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. And just to touch on that last thing mm -hmm. one last time, I I feel like God brought me from that so that I could learn and kind of form the knowledge that I have today. You know, as in just a better prepared mindset and learning to be humble in every situation because it can all be going like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Like you can, Seriously, you, can yeah. you can be that guy. And then the next morning you can be the guy that everybody's like, Oh, yeah. sorry for my language. No, no, you, like, we, can, we'll be, we can bleep anything. So yeah. don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, man, just for me, I would have to say, even though I hate, I hated going through that. Mm -hmm. I kind of see now, okay. I probably needed to go through that, mm. you know? Dang. It's so true, dude. Yeah, that so lesson, true. Like, I mean, take, yeah. yeah, it's so easy to just take your health for granted and just be able to walk around and dude, just do normal sense. stuff. You know, yeah. it, it really can be taken away like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Did you? Had you played? Have you played since that incident? No, no. just just practices. I go to okay. practice okay. and I help like high school kids and stuff like that because the guy that I was working with previously. Um, he kind of told me, he was like, dude, there's no point in going to go play professional rugby because what they're paying American professional rugby players is like $2,500 a month, maybe 3000 And he's like, okay, you go overseas, you can get paid about close to a million dollars, $3 million, $4 million. But then 
like you have guys in the NFL who are getting like quarter million dollar contracts, yeah, yeah. crazy contracts. Even though the sport that we're playing is probably a tad bit more physical, it's it's a bit more like they're they're completely different sports. Even though they're both gladiator sports, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, dude, if you're gonna go play, play for fun, play to teach people, play to have the experience. Don't play for the money mm. because. Wow. He's like, dude, you, you're going to be wasting your time. You know, you can yeah. go get a better job and still keep your health without putting your body on the line for $3,000. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. just that had that to the, sit with it's me. crazy that the know? pay gap is that big dude. between like American rugby and it's overseas. It's mad. Yeah. You know, because it's not. I mean, it makes popular. sense. You, like, yeah. yeah, you never see like what high schools are having like full on rugby <laughs> yeah. games and teams. Yeah. It's well, uh, yeah. True, because especially mean, in Texas. <laughs> now they they are in Texas. So Roby is big in Texas, but really? just the fact like the fact that you have to say yeah, really know. Yeah. shows yeah, that yeah. like rugby is not that it's not that big yet. Yeah, you know yeah. I, it'd be nice if it grows, but you know yeah, definitely need to be safer as well. Because there's there's a lot of things that that just happen. You know, people stepping on your head on purpose. You like you get cleat. Like yeah. it's it's why people biting people. Yeah. It all happens. Bro. It's weird. What's weird? <laughs> It's, would it's you say sport. that? Would you say that rugby um, is safer than football or more dangerous? I'd say safer, and the reason I, why I've I say always it, wondered this. Okay, because look, if you have on right, let's say it's you and me, right? Yeah. If you had on pads, I'm hitting you as hard as I freaking can. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Point yeah. proven. Now, yeah. if you don't have on pads, I think you just based on my size, you still hit me as hard as you can. <laughs> but but you know, no, but, but like, I definitely have to be more careful, and more yeah. intentional with how I'm taking yeah, you down. Your yeah. head, like you yeah. know, if if I'm mm. running and you duck too low, you can accidentally catch a knee. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there's. I like you have to be yeah. way more technical. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's point. why. Yeah. That's why I would say rugby is definitely safer than football, but. Yeah. yeah, they're both gladiator sports yeah. at the end of the yeah. day. You know, you're still hitting people, cracking people. Both yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. wow. I didn't, I've never known that. See, I, uh, I had no idea. It makes sense, though. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does make sense. I've heard lacrosse can be pretty physical, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, lacrosse was lacrosse was fun. You know, getting hit with the ball whenever they, you know, at like dude 50 miles an hour sucks. I bet. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it leaves a wealth on you, yeah. you know, but like the – Going from from a physical sport to where like you can kind of just have a stick and like whack somebody, it's like oh yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's dude, <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. It's a it's still aggressive though, and I'm sure like in the collegiate like leagues and stuff like that, it probably just gets crazy because mm. lacrosse is a lot of cardio, and then you also have like the plus of whacking somebody with the stick. You can jam somebody with the stick. Mm. Um, and you can run, still run into people just getting hit. How with How much that ball. can you like get away with? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's I'd have to say it's closer to hockey, but hockey is more brutal. Okay, you know hockey is you know you can take yeah. off dude's mask and just start smashing his face. <laughs> you know like yeah, that's, yeah. that's wild to yeah. me. That's cra- that's crazy. Um, but yeah, lacrosse is it's like it's like hockey, but not as intense. Okay, yeah, you know? and it, yeah. it has its own way of intensity, but you can still pop people. Yeah, know? okay. Were you still in Alabama uh, when you were playing lacrosse? No, no. Oh, okay. You're no, here I in never, Texas. Yeah, I never lived in Alabama. Our family is just from Alabama. Oh, so we would, okay. I, yeah, okay. I didn't catch that. We would, okay. We would go down there like every summer, and so that's where I just kind of learned. Where I was like, okay, I like the country more than I do the city. You know, I like I like spending time with my grandparents and my grandfather. Like 
telling me this is why you don't break a horse like this, you know. You <laughs> yeah. get what yeah, I that's mean? Cool, dude. Yeah, that's cool. you know, rather than learning about formula XYZ yeah. minus the square root of 19. Where it's like, okay, I don't think I'm ever gonna see that again. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I don't dude. think I'm gonna use that. Yeah. But I'm with you on that. It is like you know? when I get older, I'd, I would definitely love to have a property, oh, some yeah. land just to yeah, especially uh, nowadays. You know, it, yeah. it's a good... So, like, like, being in Austin, it. too, where it's just getting busier and busier, it, it wears me on. It wears me down. I get tired just Absolutely. tired in traffic all the time. I, I have dude. to go yeah. camp, like, every three months or else I'll go crazy. Here. I'll <laughs> yeah. go insane. Dude, yeah. That's... Yeah. yeah. I feel you. <laughs> that's, that's I got to get take, out, dude. Yeah. I have to get out. Yeah. Because <laughs> you... Just yeah. an open road is nice. <laughs> you have an open road Seriously. you can drive <laughs> Which without... Is, Sad to say, but yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. yeah. Like, stopping every 30 feet. Yeah, that too. Yeah. That's that's annoying. I, yeah. So that's when you played, you were here in Texas. Yeah, uh, here in Texas. Okay, when you played lacrosse yes. and all that. Yeah. Okay. It was high school. I was high school. Go ahead. Go I was ahead. just going to ask. Yeah. So I, I'm really curious because I told you that I grew up in like a really small Texas town and I... I mean, we probably had like my public school class graduating class was around 90 kids. So small for a public school. And we probably had maybe four or five black kids in our grade. Yeah. And I, like, that's a huge discrepancy right? yeah. between, and we had some, some Hispanics for sure. Not, but oh, yeah. like was primarily white for sure. Yeah. And so I, I would hear, of, I would kind of hear things sometimes where I was like, that's like sketchy in terms of like race, like racist comments or just like jokes or something. And I'm like, I hope yeah. you're not telling this to like my friend. Right. Like, yeah. so yeah. I'm, I'm curious to hear, can you tell us more about like what that was like for you? Because I don't understand what that's like. I don't. Yeah. And so yeah. I was, actually, really was going to ask the same thing. Yeah. 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 I'm really yeah. Because yeah. you seem so cool about it. Yeah. Um, versus yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of the world it would be like, yeah. Cancel that whole team, destroy yeah. them, like incinerate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. And you know, so, so I like. I'm really curious to hear just so more of what you've experienced. You know, as I as I'm like getting older, so I'll say a lot of people that I come in contact with, they're like, "You're you're like the whitest black guy I've ever met." I'm like, appreciate it. You know, I don't know what that means, but okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay. And so I just learned. That, I mean, there's always going to be somebody making fun. Like, whether, because like for me growing up in school, it was like, okay, I go chill with the black kids and they're like, oh, you're not black enough. Oh, mm. you, you don't sag your pants. You don't, okay, I don't. I'm sorry, bro. I don't do that. My dad told me to wear a belt. Like, that's what, that's how we were raised. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I'm not stupid. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, and so, and then I go chill. Now, the crazy part is though, I still have two of my best friends, white guys. And then I go talk to, you know, I'm chilling with white guys and they're like, oh, well, you know, we're jocks, you know, well, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they didn't really want to talk to me. I'm like, okay, cool, man. And so, like, I just, I learned that, I mean, to me, it's not about, like, the skin color of a person. It's more about how the person is and how they treat you. And how I dealt with some of that stuff is just... I just learned to laugh it off because if I allow myself to just go off on this tangent and be like, oh, this really offended me, like, I, I kind of just have the idea of like, okay, dude, who cares? 
move on. It's it's a waste of time mm. to be like, oh, well, that hurt my feelings. Like, why would you? Now, if it's like just super crazy and a dude is just being like actually racist, mm-hmm. I mean, like, dude, if you call me the N word, like, it's been so long, dog. Like, it doesn't even offend me anymore. Come up with a new word, bro. Like, <laughs> find some. Like, come on, I actually want you to find something because then we can, <laughs> like, then we can have a conversation. Yeah. You know, we can have a meaningful conversation. Mm. Um, but yeah, just like. I I don't even know. Like and maybe it's because I the things that they would say, I wouldn't put myself in those categories. Really? You know, because you know, there were African American kids around school and and you know, the white guys would be like, hey, da 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 or they'd say something and the black guys would be like, uh, they, you know, they'd get all mad and get all triggered or whatever. And I'm just there like that's interesting. Just seeing people react to like the smallest stuff has always been interesting to me. And when you when you meet somebody who's trying to get an edge out of you with just like a regular response, they're like, "Oh, okay." It's like, "Yeah, bro." Mm. You know, like it's yeah. okay. You know, like yeah, it's just yeah. if it 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 is what you make it. Yeah. I guess you could say. You know, can you remember who taught you that how to respond that way? Did anyone model that for you in your family, in your life, or did you just like become mature all of a sudden? Oh, <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. I would have to say, I'd probably say my parents, uh, maybe, maybe more so my, my grandmother, because my grandmother always used to say, kill them with kindness. Mm. And she was one of the kindest ladies I had ever known. You know, and she would just be like, if if there's anything that somebody is doing to you, kill them with kindness. And I kind of, I took that in. And, and now at first I wasn't always like, okay, be kind. Because, you know, I'd say like elementary school, I would get into fights with people. Middle school, I'd get into fights with people. And then when I got to high school, like, I just realized I got tired of my dad coming up to the school because I was getting in trouble and like going <laughs> to the office. I was like, dude it would be better to just walk away. Mm. Like it would be better to just not even react because if you let them say something stupid and don't react, they're going to realize that they just said something stupid. Yeah. It makes you feel you, dumb. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, so it's like, okay, if you're going to be stupid, be stupid, bro. Have a good time. Dude, it's a, I mean, it's amazing that you <laughs> developed that trait like that's so early in of, life. That's so yeah. rare. So many people never get past that. Yeah. For you. Almost their entire lives. Yeah. Is your grandma from Alabama? Yes. Yeah. So I'm just like drawing conclusions here. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. But (laughs) it seems like she probably had some firsthand experiences with like some real racist people. Yeah. So she was a teacher. She was a teacher and I didn't get to hear a lot of stories. Um, Because our family is, is so interesting. Like my grandfather, my grandfather is Native American and French. Like... Whoa, white guy, what? blue eyes, curly hair, you wow. know? And my grandmother is just African-American, you know? So, like, they have had... That is the sickest genealogy <laughs> mix I have ever heard of. Genealogy. Dude, let's get that... Uh... Dude, our guest next week <laughs> yeah. is a yeah. girl who does, like, genealogy documentaries for families. Whoa! She'll, she takes, like, people's grandma or grandpa and will do, like, a full-length Netflix documentary interview with them for just the family wow dude <laughs> wow okay <laughs> is that how the sickest business I yes dude that's insane is i that didn't know so that was cool? a business i didn't even know she, that's did, she does it 
bless her. Yeah. yeah. Bless her heart because I'm sure that, dude, there are so many things that our grandparents don't tell us that mm -hmm. I'm mean, yeah, like yeah. an hour to just share. Yeah. We'd probably yeah. be like, wow, never would have thought, you know? Yeah. She literally said that. She says like yeah. her favorite thing is when people watch that back and they're like, I've known her for 20 years or my whole life. And like, she's yeah. never told me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, you, we cut you off. You were saying that she, oh, good, your good. your grandfather. Yeah. No. Yeah. Your grandfather or your great grandfather? Yeah. So no, both of them. They were. They. People have said certain comments to them because mm -hmm. you know, like, what are you doing with a black woman? Mm -hmm. What are you doing with a white man? Yeah. You know, and that that kind of made our entire family different because even my dad, like when he was growing up in school, like they're all kind of lighter toned. Yeah. And so he was like, yeah, I'm not, he was like, I wasn't black enough for the black kids and I wasn't white enough for the white kids. And that's when like segregation and stuff, that's when it was big, yeah. you know? And so they kind of just like stuck together and huh. yeah. I, and they went to, they went to a Catholic school. And my dad was, yeah, I know, man. It's crazy stuff. It's dog. It's crazy stuff. My dad was Catholic until he was like 34. Um, no, but yeah, they went to Catholic school, which I don't know if they really had to deal with too much racism there. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, because I don't know much about like Catholic schools. I don't know if there's nuns and they would just tell me about them getting like whooped by the nun or something, <laughs> you know, like, like weird, crazy stuff like that. Um, no, but yeah. And I, I would also, yeah, my grandmother, maybe my mom as well, because my mom, my mom grew up in sort of like a, a, a poor neighborhood and there was like eight kids. And so uh, I don't know, because she, she's more of like, OK, well, if if they're going to take your stuff, punch them in the face, mm. you know? And now that she's getting older, she's more like, no, don't do that. Like, you have <laughs> to, you must be kind. You must be nice. But, you know, um, yeah. And my dad was, my dad was mainly an aggressor, but he wouldn't, if we were aggressive at school, he would whoop our butts. <laughs> that, like, that was the thing. Like, and, because, yeah, dude, elementary school, I was bad. I said something to my teacher. She called him. My dad came and picked me up. It was freezing cold outside. Whooped me, made me go outside, rake leaves, whooped me outside, went inside, bro, went inside, <laughs> made breakfast, made breakfast, and was watching me while he was eating breakfast. And I was like, Dad, I'm hungry. He was like, keep raking. Like, <laughs> I kept raking. And he finally led me back in the house to, to eat. And that's when I was like, okay, never disrespect the teacher or this mm. is going to happen. Mm. You know, so a hard wow. lesson, but learned. Discipline, man. Discipline. Yeah. And so I, I appreciate them for it, you know, because mm. every little thing they would they would definitely get on me about. Yeah. Like, all right, correct that. And with my dad still to this to this day, I'm like, yes, sir, no, sir. And to my mom, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Like, that's mm. a huge mm. thing in our family. Yeah. And back in the day, like, if we didn't say it, we would get spanked. Like, what did, my dad would be like, what did you just say to me? <laughs> if, if, if I'm like... He's like, hey, you want something to eat? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what? We're like, what did you just say? To me? So, dude, it's, dude, crazy, crazy, crazy life, you know? Um, but, yeah. So, I'm curious. Did you see? Yeah. I don't know how to ask this question right. But did you see how you having a strong family unit and a like, strong father figure who was there for you that sat down, did those one-on-ones one with you, yeah. Did you see that make a difference in your development versus when you looked at some of your friends 
oh. like African American or Caucasian, like doesn't matter. Absolutely, yeah. Or they didn't have a strong family or didn't yeah. have a strong father figure. Like, what did you notice about that? They were off the rails. Caucasian, Mexican, or black mm. didn't matter. Like, didn't matter the color. It, yeah, the relationship with the parents or at least the father for sure mm. for a male mm. child. Yeah, I'd have to say it's pretty important to kind of lay those boundaries and set those steps as to like what it means to be a man, mm. you know, and what it, what you're supposed to do as a man specifically, you know, and how to just be better and do better and want better for your family mm -hmm. too, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. you seem very grounded. Like you seem like we, and Zach and I both had really strong fathers too. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Absolutely. families. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, I, I'm just saying that like I can tell. Yeah. Like I can tell that you had a good family before you even told me, right? Because it's like, you can see the fruit of that in the person. Yeah, um, yeah. So just in the way you carry yourself. Yeah. And that men mentality you have where people, you know, you encounter these situations where people say stupid things, but it's like, I mean, you're not even stooping to their level. So yes, yeah. You're in a, essentially, you're like bulletproof to them. So try to be, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know word, yeah, words can, <laughs> words hurt for sure. Yeah. But stupid stuff like that, it's like, why am I even gonna waste my time mm -hmm. worrying about that? Yeah, yeah. And it's so it's it's so wild to me when I hear stories of people being racist like that because I grew up in Florida, in Orlando, oh, yeah. Florida. Yeah, and so oh, Florida yeah. is just a big melting pot of you know Everybody. all kinds of races yeah um mexican puerto rican dominican republican white black like caribbean yeah caribbean, caribbean there's a lot of asian people there you know just people from all over the place yeah and and i also i also grew up with uh with a, um with an older half brother who's who's also half black yeah um yeah but he's like you know he i mean i he was a part of the family before I was born, you yeah. know, so I just grew up with him. Like, he's, he's my brother, you know, it's yeah. like, I don't even, like yeah. when, I, when I think about him, like being a different color, it's like, it's not even, it doesn't even yeah. register. It, yeah. It doesn't yeah. even register. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. Your, it's, it's your brother. Yeah, you exactly. Know, like, yeah. That's what it is. You know? So when I hear stories of people being racist like that, it's just so odd because yeah. to me, I'm like, like just as a human race, aren't we past this? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like so. I feel like I'm hearing something out of a history book. Dude. You know, it's like aren't <laughs> yeah, we aren't we dude. past this? For real. It's so weird. It's like dude, why are we I still acting so. like that? But yeah. that's crazy. that's why I wanted to talk about it because even though that's that that's how we perceive it, yeah. it's crazy that other people live in completely different. Yeah, reality. yeah, completely different. Yeah, they'll it literally crazy, put themselves yeah. above someone else just based on their skin color. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's, it's like so wild. I know that's yeah. what I'm saying, but it's like that's why I wanted to talk about it because it's like there's people like that that exist, and I think a lot of people at my school uh, experienced it. Where I would like hear that's why I said I was like I would hear just offhanded comments or like stories, and I'm like I feel like there's something going on like that I'm yeah. not experiencing. There's yeah. a there's yeah. an experience that they're having yeah. that I know nothing about, yeah. and so I think like just being curious about that is hopefully healing to people yeah. that maybe don't have the same mindset as you that are like just genuinely holding a frustration and, and very kind of rightly so they yeah. are feeling vengeful. They're like, I yeah. feel like, and, and maybe they, yeah, I just feel like that I'm Absolutely. trying to understand 
yeah, because, their experience. You know, yeah, man. And I, I would have to say, I do thank God that you haven't had to deal with anything like that. But I will say, there are African American people who are just as racist. And really? I, dude, can you talk about that, dude? Yes, because like, <laughs> because like, seriously, I. You know, I see all this stuff online where black people are like, oh, well, white people this and white people that. And, you know, it's it's interesting because I'm like, well, what if you just dropped it? Like, what if, what if we, like, stop paying attention to race? What if we yeah. got to know the guy mm. instead of just being like, oh, he's white, you mm. know, or, or oh, because you don't know where dude has grown up. He might have grown up in the hood around every black person and you would never know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, so it, it's. Yeah, I've I've definitely met some racist Afri- African American people who are like, oh, well, black people can't be racist. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. You get what I mean? Like, dude, absolutely. If you're gonna see, if you're gonna walk in into a store and be like, oh, well, I don't like that white lady shoes. Well, how would you feel if that white lady was like, oh, I don't like that black girl shoes? You mm-hmm. would get offended, right? So then stop doing it. You know what I mean? So like yeah. stop doing, stop saying these things. Stop mm. doing these certain things to people. Stop being racist. You know, like <laughs> yeah. because it is either side of the board, it is racist, you know, mm. which is, it is what it is. But yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, dog, it, it's just, it is what it is, you yeah. know, even joking sometimes, yeah. you know, you can be like, oh, well, dude's eyes look like this, you know, and everybody knows what that means. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you're still being racist. So. How would you feel if somebody over there said that about you? It's like, oh, shoot, let me stop. You know? Mm. Yeah. Everybody can. For sure. How have you seen people? It seems like you do not have a victim mentality. Yeah. Mm. You definitely definitely take ownership for, like, everything that you do. And I think that that is a lost trait in our generation and I think a lot of the world right now. So, like, I'm curious, how have you seen... um, any, I mean, anyone else with like a victim mentality, like how do you see them in terms of uh, what they experience in life versus yeah. maybe someone like you or someone who has a mentality of like, I'm just going to let it brush off. It doesn't matter what it is. Like it could be race, but it could also be, you know, um, like financially different class, class wise or different or yeah. whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. Like, um, have you seen different people have victim mentalities versus not? Yes, I have. Um, and it's that's interesting because there, even though I would say for the hardest people in the world, there is that little victim that creeps up every now and then that makes you say, well, I didn't do this because of this, or I couldn't yeah. do this because of this person. Which is, but, it's factually true. Like, it is it a can fact. Be, now, yeah, it can be true. Now, there's, yeah. there are facts laid out there where it's just like, dude, this happened because this person yes. did this and it is what it is. It is, yeah, exactly. You know, like, there's yeah. that's out of our control. And so, what I could say, though, is pray about it. And what, what I had to learn is to just do my best. Because if you waste your time blaming other people, you will not get any work done. And yeah. that's less time that you're, like, actually able to achieve stuff. If you focus on... Everything that like you're not getting and you're not able to there or you're focused on what he's able to get and he's able to get well, then you won't wake up in the morning and appreciate what God gave you and be able to say, wow, I'm still able to breathe. That dude is over there in a handicap chair, you know, like just like the small things, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So the victim mentality. Yeah, man, because 
dude, it still creeps up on me sometimes. I'm like, oh, well, you know, if I could have been put in sports at, at this earlier age, you know, where would I be now? You know, but it's almost like that is in the past, but God is still using me now. So let's let, because if God was going to use me back then to be a professional athlete, he can still do it now. True. You get what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if God is going to use you for something, he's going to use you for it. And I don't know how it's going to come, you know, like clearly, you know, it, it, things just happen, especially with with the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he can make stuff happen like that. And you're like, okay, cool. Nice. Didn't, wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the victim mentality, um, yeah, man, that's that's something that that would have to be conquered. That I would have to say, I, I almost want to say everybody deals with it to a certain extent because there's there's always something in somebody's life where it's like, okay, I wasn't able to do this because of X, Y, and Z, or because of this other person. But it does allow you to say, okay, well, I'm here now, and we can move forward mm, in the best yeah. way possible. You know? Yeah, I feel like everyone has that. Like like you yeah. said, the, that little that little voice inside yeah. you every now and then that I guess it's just human nature that yeah. doesn't want to take ownership for yeah. or responsibility for things you've done or even haven't done, you know, but if you like you said, if you spend all your time worrying about, oh, I, I didn't get this because of that, or this person did this to me and now I can't do this, then you're never you're never gonna get anywhere in life because that's you're going to experience that all your life. So if you can't figure out a way to conquer it and move past that, then you're right. I mean, you're just going to be, yeah. you're never going to get anywhere in life. Yeah. yeah. True. Ooh, yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. The victim mentality. It's. <laughs> yeah. That was a great question. Cause like speaking of that, I don't know if this is like victim mentality or just like not wanting to do something like today. I got up and I got up so late. I went to bed late last night and I got up and I was like, Dude, I woke up so late. I don't even want to run anymore just because, like, <laughs> I woke up late, like, breakfast. Now I got to make breakfast. Like, oh, uh, like, and then I just, I like, I went into the mirror and I looked at myself. I was like, you know what, dude? If you sit here and keep complaining about how you don't want to run, you're not going to run. So put on a shirt, go outside, and go run. And then we just run, I went outside, went to go run. And afterwards, I was like, so that's all it took. Yeah. And it, yeah. it and it happens like that all the time where it's like something that I don't want to do and I'm like I'm looking at other things. Oh, I I you know, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. And it's just like dude, just do it. Just do it. It'll be better yeah, if you just, just get it do done. It. Yeah. You yeah. know? And yeah. Praying about it too. Just being like, Lord, take me through this because I don't feel like doing it, but I need your strength to take me through it because I do not feel like doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And and he'll carry you through it. And after it's like, oh, that was chill. That was it. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Okay. It's interesting that you say that because I don't think you realize how rare that is because you, at your age, statistically, are like 70% likely to have abandoned your faith right now wow. because of yeah, you grew up in it. And so, I mean... I don't think you did. You go to, you didn't go off to school, right? No. Okay, but but I'm saying that because a lot of young Christians will go off to school and lose their faith, right? Yeah. So it seems like you've taken that on as your own. Um, and I'm wondering how that was for you growing up. Like, was there a point where you remember being like, either I don't want this faith, like my family is pushing this on me, or was there a moment where you were like, you know what? 
I'm going to make this my own. Yeah. Um, I would say when it just like growing up, starting, starting to get into high school and my times of being lonely, like I would remember because yeah, I was, I was like the popular guy that didn't really have much, like many friends. Like I was cool mm -hmm. with people. I was friendly to people all the time, but like, I just, I kind of stayed to myself. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be in what everybody else was doing. It didn't. It it didn't really look that interesting, you know? Like, it was just like, oh, I'm ready to get out of this school, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, I would rather be skating, you know, <laughs> still, you know? Yeah. And so I I would say just being in that aloneness, I remember that Jesus tells us that if we're alone, like, we can count on him. We can always count on Jesus. So I would, like, take my Bible to school and read it. And then, yeah, there were times where I was like, dude— I don't want to do this anymore. Like this path is too hard mm. because every time I look at a girl, I'm sinning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, like I was my mind back then. I would race like so many different things. If I cussed, even though everybody would cuss in high school, I'd be like, oh, shoot, man. Like, I'm going to go to hell. bro. Like, <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, bro, like, ah, you know, and then went off on a tangent. Um, and yeah, like. Even when taking Adderall was when it would make, like, I would feel like a zombie at school and I wouldn't socialize with anybody. Mm. And that was kind of when, like, I, dude, it was like a, like a dark path. And that was why I had, I had started smoking weed so I could go to sleep because the Adderall would have me up really? and, like, so, like, so grinded out, yeah. like, yeah, thinking. Yeah. So on my, yeah. yeah. Dude, it's yeah. legalized speed. Really? Literally. I'm I mean, dude, like, bro. I'm not I mean, I'm like kind of joking, but it, it like it keeps you up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's a stimulant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's yeah. meant to keep you, yeah, your quote unquote ADHD. Yeah, like dude. focused. It's crazy. It's crazy. I just didn't like the classroom. Take me outside. You know, show yes. me how to wash yeah. my hands. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so, yeah, um, that too. Like with the with the smoking weed thing, you know, I, I used to, I was smoking like every day, and I was just like, dude, you know. I pray to the Lord and I want to be with him, but like this life, it's so, it was so hard, you know, where I was like, dude, I hate being at school. I don't like sitting in the classroom. I Like, I don't want to be here, you know? And so I kind of, I kind of gripped to that a little bit and then stopped smoking for like six months. And then when I was getting into the sports, it was when I was like, okay, that's when the light just like flicked on. I was like, the Lord is taking me into something. Like, I don't know what's mm -hmm. happening, but I know it's not just me. Hmm. Like, I know God is working, you know? And yeah. you know that feeling where you're just like, oh, yeah, God is doing something right now. Yeah. You know? He's it's, cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't> cook. <laughs> <laughs> He's cooking right now. So, yeah, man, it was, um, it's, it's been a, a really rocky road, but being able to just like sit back on the times of my life. As to even the time where I had went to like that juvenile place mm. of like there was a decision to like keep doing bad stuff or not. And the fact that God like just like allowed me to he pretty much like saved me from that stuff, like just took me out of it without me even asking. Like that's when I realized I was like, dude, like I owe this to God. Mm. Like I owe it to him because of what he brought me from, just mm. from what he like took me out of yeah 
Like it Can was you explain him. what you mean? How he, what you mean by As like in, he took you out? You know, that? like like going to court and going to trial and stuff. And I'm a kid, and you know the lawyer is telling me what to say to the judge because I can't like I don't know the words. Yeah, you're in the <laughs> third grade, there, like, right, dude? Yeah, dude. That's I was, that was, <laughs> it was yeah. ten years old. Like turning back to the lawyer, like, okay, am I supposed to say like, may I oblige or whatever? <laughs> and like I'm just sitting there in court, and then. The, the cool thing is, though, all of that stuff, I had to be on probation until I was like 19 or 20. No and it, way. Yeah. Thank God I never got caught. No you, way. <laughs> yeah. But now all of that stuff is wiped off of my record. Really? So, so that was the deal. Like, if I got caught with something, that stuff will permanently be on my record. That's what the probation was for. So it's like, okay, if you get caught, this is like stamped on your record. Anybody can see it. You know, and so they're like, you have this until you're 20. So had to kind of stay out of trouble, even though I didn't stay out of trouble. I was just like maneuvering my way through it while God was basically doing his thing. Because if I ever got in trouble, dude, I was like, okay, they're going to see that on my job application. They're going to see that everywhere I go. And the fact is, dude, there were times, so many times where was this close. Seems pretty harsh, dude. It was it like what it kind was, of sentence they get? They're giving a ten year old nine, ten years of probation. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So I'm gonna say this on camera, and and honestly, I don't mind it like really being put in because I think most people know about it. And I'll tell you, it'll take us back into why. Okay. So during that time of period of my life where my mom and my dad were fighting a lot, like I, I hated being at my house. You know, I hated it, and so. I went to school and I talked to some of my buddies and I was like, dude, I'm running away from home. Like, if you want to come with me, you could like, we're in third grade, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> now look, this is where it gets juicy, right? Y'all are going to be like, so, so like, look, bro. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, we're going to go out in the woods and survive. Like, we're going to, so we're like, we're going to. Yeah. live in the woods yeah like that bro like i was i had already planned it holy out. crap I dude. It out. so next day like i go and pack i pack my clothes like i'm packing matches in there because i'm like dude i'm getting i'm leaving here i'm not staying yeah, yeah, here, bro. Yeah. get to school and then my buddies are like uh none of them are packed up and ready at all they're like what are you doing and i'm like i'm packed like I what are you doing? Yeah, I thought, we were, like, I thought we were going to the woods, bro. <laughs> They're like, uh, okay. And I was like, well, look, I brought everything. They And then I zipped it up and I put it back on my back and it was just heavy. And I was like, dude, if some like, something's yeah. wrong. Next thing you know, it's like, Lawrence Andre, I need to step over here. Dude, I, I got taken to the office. I'm sitting in the office. The principal is crying. Like the vice principal was like, Lawrence, like why was, and I was just like, dude, I don't want to be at my house anymore. And then they sent, which it wasn't fine, but I was 10 years old. You know, I wanted to run away from home. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just like, oh. I In don't. a 10 year old's mind, all of that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which, all of that makes dude, sense. Dude, which is yeah. like, it's it still boggles my mind that like I came up with the plan of like, which is outrageous. <laughs> dude, you were thorough. Dude, I yeah. wanted to leave. <laughs> like, I, I guess I, I wanted crazy. to dip, you know? And so that's where I got sent to, like, the juvenile place for, like, a year. And then I got back to school. And that's when everybody knew me as the guy. And the story changed. That's how I. 
right? Whoa, they made that up? Dog. Yes, I wouldn't be here right now for during that process, I'm telling you. So the girls at school oh, didn't really want to talk to me because they were like, oh, he's yeah. the Yeah, dude. And like when I tell you, study with him, he's going to. I got back to school and people were asking me the most bizarre questions. They're like, like. Oh, my God. Dog, I don't have anything. Like, I, I realized what happened. I was just trying to get out of my house and I thought I had people I could trust. And I thought we were going to run away together. Yeah, but yeah. from then. You thought your boys were going to come no, with you, dude. You guys were going to no. do your lone survivor out there. But yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and see, but I, I will say this too. I thank God that that didn't happen because I don't know what would have came mm. out of. Mm, true. I don't know. What crazy stuff. Yeah, who knows? Then, who knows? Then my dad would have been in trouble. True. You get Dang, what I mean? True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, the a lot only, of compound effects. Yeah. <laughs> the only funny late. thing about that story to me is Crazy. the fact that every single 10-year-old can probably relate to going in their room so frustrated at their parents, whether like it was like a serious situation like yours or they just got in trouble or something. Yeah. Their parents yelled at them or, or whatever. And like they started packing their bags like, I'm going to run away. Yeah, dude. Like getting yeah. so mad at their parents. I, and then, like, I, yeah, I went, that, I went to they, that phase. They fall yeah. asleep and they're like their parents come in and they're like, I was going to run away. Exactly. And all this stuff, right? And, and now it's But you did it, dude. dude. Like I you was, went through with it. I was, I, <laughs> I know. And yeah, and I was nervous as heck because really? I remember the day of just like, <laughs> like, I was like, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? I'm like, yeah, I'm not coming back here. And yeah, I was like, I'm not coming back to this house. Um, just be like, I I really, at the time, I really hated being there. You know, just because my dad was, he was very hard. You yeah. know, he's he deals with like some PTSD stuff, like seeing dead people and, yeah. you know, and, and stuff like that. And he... He was just very, very stern with us. But now that I'm older, I see why. Mm. And I see how he was able to help, even though he's chilled out now, you know, and he's like, I'm sorry for like being so mm. hard AWS on you guys, yeah. you know? But it's like, well, dad, I get it. He kind of had to. Because now the world is in a crazy spot where maybe if you hadn't have done that, I don't know where we would be, you know? Gosh, dude, yeah. So and so, true. But, but yeah, dude, going, going back to the, the situation, Dude, that was that was one of the craziest events of my life. And and at first, like I had never thought anything of it because like for show and tell, I got sent home and my dad had to come pick me up because for show and tell, I brought up a, a, a picture of a deer that I had killed and I brought its antlers. And so like that was like not allowed at school. Really? Like, whoa, that's like, why are you showing other children this stuff? And the next time show and tell came around, I brought like one of my knives that my grandfather gave me. <laughs> got sent home again, bro. And so like I just, just built into you, dude. Like, yeah, like I was like, dude, like that this is, is the, what we do. Like that's what, the like, country that's the country boy collection. Yeah. Dude, and, and so like <laughs> knife gun antlers of <laughs> <laughs> your first year. <laughs> and so like, dude, all throughout school. Like I was like the animal killer and like, <laughs> you know, like the weird, like the, and, and people were just weird about it, you know? Well, and I yeah. was like, oh, it's yeah. probably, I mean, you know, it's funny now looking back yeah. on it, but yeah. as a kid, dude, I'm sure that was dude. pretty traumatic. Like, yeah, it, it was more in the sense of like going to just going, going through that process of like being like, 
I'm 10 years old and they're like, you're going to have to stay here for a week, you know, in like, and your parents dude, are going to come is, see dude, you once. I, like, and I'm like, like, you know, I'm about to break down and stuff. Yeah, I could not imagine going through that as a third grader. That's the, insane. <laughs> That's insane. It was, but I mean, hey, I did something really stupid, you know, and it taught me. I definitely yeah. learned a valuable lesson to not do stupid stuff like that, mm. you know? Um Dude, there's probably so many more lessons in that that I haven't even uncovered yet. You know what I mean? But it was just like, yeah, that was an experience in life that I wouldn't wish it upon anybody, but it's not the worst. There's there are worse situations, you yeah. know? And I just thank God that he he brought me through that, that I didn't that nobody got harmed in that process. Mm -hmm. Like somebody, if they Like so many different. Yeah. I could see where the school people were coming, like the school uh, superintendents that were coming from, with like. Yeah. And so it's like if they didn't know that you were planning to go in the woods to do yeah. your plan, and even if a ten year old tells them that, I don't know, man, that just seems harsh. That's like why a harsh that's, sentence. Yeah. My principal was. All of them were like crying in the room because. You know, they were telling the officers and uh, they were just like, we know he didn't have any intentions yeah. of doing anything. You right. Know? And that's why the judge, you know, was mm. also like, I see you were just a 10 year old kid who just made a stupid decision. You yeah. know, so I got yeah. I wasn't sent into the actual place where I could have been sent because once you hit like 10 or 11, you can go to juvie. And, you know, and she was just like, you know what, I'm going to send you to a detention center mm. because- like, I see who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, I see who raised you. Yeah. You're not like trying to just, yeah. you know? And, yeah. Right. But nowadays, like, I look back on it and I'm like, dude, did I start that? Like, because now kids, like, yeah. intentionally. Right. And it's just like, I don't think you started. Dude, I hope not. I hope not, <laughs> no, man. Yeah. Because, no, like, not at all. And, and the fact of that, I mean, I didn't, but, it was just like, I, f I think I was the first kid in Round Rock that that happened to. Because when I went back to school, dude, it was no, like, kids couldn't hang out with me because their parents were like, you can't hang, you can't be around the arts. <laughs> dude, there was like, there was a, a family. Dude, man. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. And then I knew that kids. Sucks. In high school, yeah. though, kids were like taking <laughs> In high school, kids have in their backpacks. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, bruh. Like, are you, but I was in elementary school, I, you know, so that was, that was probably more unsafe, mm. you know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think the kids in high school are pretty stupid, but you know, I, we were yeah. both stupid, I'll yeah. say, you know, we were both pretty stupid, but, um, <laughs> no, yeah, man, it, I just, yeah, they, they had a whole like community meeting, a whole neighborhood meeting about like what like what to i don't know if it was like what to do or how to prepare that's when yeah i got back to school and they were like oh yeah we started going through like drills because you and i was like <laughs> okay that's like, some nice good, that's some good yeah, that's out of it right you're, you're like, a trendsetter dude. i get bruh yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro that's terrible man that's terrible that's crazy though god it is crazy crazy yeah crazy story of my life so far so not uh yeah i wouldn't wish that on anybody Waste of time.
waste of time. I I remember looking at the like, dude, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to put this? I was nervous. And then for some reason, I was like, yeah. But I think about that moment because I can almost like replay it in my head. I'm like, I should have just put it back under the bed, just went to school, <laughs> like just had a regular yeah. day, not knowing the consequences of my actions. And also like what I took from that was like, okay, put don't put your confidence in man. You know, as in like you now there are brothers and then there are like acquaintances and i think i would have to say these people were more so acquaintances that i was dealing with you know and so yeah i put my trust in them to like all right let's run away let's do this thing like let's let's go live off the land trust bro trusted them showed them and then they were like uh and i was like i thought you guys i thought you guys were hunters too they weren't right you know like i thought but and, and hey you know like i said it is good we did not do that because mm. I don't know where that would have led us. Mm. Yeah. Four kids missing yeah. from home. One's a what's <laughs> what yeah, like what <laughs> yeah. that could have yeah. and I could have ruined their lives too. You know, yeah. I wouldn't want yeah. that. I wouldn't want that. So So um when did you you came to Young Adults with your girlfriend? Yeah. When did you guys meet? We met like two years ago, three years ago at a water park. Yeah, I know. At a water park. I saw her at a water park. She was a lifeguard. And I just walked up to her. I was like, yeah, I like your shoes, you know? <laughs> and so we just, we, we started talking and then yeah, now we're here. You know, it's been, it's been an interesting ride because we were talking for a while and then stopped talking because I had left Alabama to go just work and kind of help my grandfather down there. And, you know, she was still checking up on me and I was checking up on her. And then, yeah. I'm like a year down the line. Now that I'm back, we're like dating and mm. trying to figure that out because I'm praying about going into the military and I think it's the right move to make. Um, but also, I've been told by a lot of people, like, hey, if you have a girlfriend or if you have a wife and you're going into the military, you might want to break that off before you go in and marry her afterwards or something like that, mm. you know, just because. From what I've heard, they were just like, don't put yourself in that situation because you're either, well, you're only hurting the two of you guys, mm. you know? Dang. So, yeah, I know. I know. Hard decision. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm praying about it because it's like, okay, you know, if this is the woman that the Lord wants me to be with, am I supposed to leave her? Mm. You know, but then again, if the Lord says, trust me, all right, I'll trust him. But then again, you know, it, it's it's yeah, it's a sticky situation. It's a sticky situation because I mean, hey, for me, being away from a girl for three months, like I'm thinking, like, okay, I would not wait for somebody if they're gonna be gone unless we are married. If we're not married, mm -hmm. I mean, I, yeah, that's, yeah, there's no yeah. point in like waiting. You get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. If you now, if you're married, that means. You know the person. You have known each other for a period of time, mm -hmm. and you guys have a bond together, right? You yeah, know, of and so with somebody that I haven't put a ring on her finger, we're not living together. It's like, okay, well, I might have to just go, you know. But yeah. I don't know. Still got to pray about it. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes if you guys are meant to be together, then, then it will happen. Yeah, happen. you know, yeah. and that, that's yeah. what I tell her. That's what sometimes. I tell her. You know, because yeah. if the Lord wants us together, we'll be together. Mm -hmm. You know, if He doesn't, we won't. And it's just. It's just like that, you know, mm. flow of life, you know. Flow of life. <laughs> Man, yeah.
Does she has she like met your parents yet? Or yeah. is like how yeah. is that? She's met my parents. I've met her parents. Um, I like the family. I like her dogs. I like her dogs a lot. That's, a, that's a good thing to look out for. If your family doesn't have good dogs, then yeah, <laughs> now watch out, dude. We don't even have any dogs in my house. My mom doesn't like. She's afraid of dogs. A dog back in the day. See, that's that's why I wonder sometimes why my parents got married. Because like my dad is country boy. If like a lizard runs in the house, he's like, it'll run out soon. Whatever. <laughs> you know, my mom is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh hyperventilating like about to pass out you know and you know it's like <laughs> dude like my you know my mom when she was a kid she got bit on her back by uh, uh what's it called german shepherd or something, or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah on her but, back on her back but she said it just it just nibbled like her back oh. and she never forgot it was, my mom is desensitive <laughs> bro my mom is a a sensitive. yes a little <laughs> oh boy, a little dramatic no too dramatic but you know that's that's my mom you know i love her but yeah. you know and so ever since then she's like oh i don't even want a dog and even the little puppies that come in she's like oh oh my gosh oh my i'm like wow this thing like you can you can kick this little thing if you wanted to like relax you know don't do it you know i'm not yeah, saying yeah, kick yeah, them yeah. i'm not saying kick them but no man like i wish we could have had dogs and that's why to me i'm going to get a dog whenever mm. i do get my spot what kind that's a great question. <laughs> I would I would say a GSP or or a German Shepherd. Okay, you know German. I Shepherd. love your German Shepherds, dude. Those are awesome dogs. Yeah, I've heard they shed a lot, but they I do shed know, a lot. Yeah, is that yeah. like a big problem? Is that a? Is that a thing? I don't, I don't know if they're like the worst. Only if you but, don't care about vacuuming. Uh, you don't mind vacuuming a lot. It's not yeah. a problem. Uh, My parents have. They uh, have. Do you know Great Pyrenees? They're like those big white dogs. Uh, you see them a lot of times out in country, like in the country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, they shed like crazy. Great Pyrenees. I want to yeah. look this up so bad right now. Well, I'll look it up, <laughs> yeah. I'll look it up later. Great Pyrenees. Yeah, they're just like big, white, fluffy, fluffy dogs. I yeah, think I know yeah. what you're talking about. I think I would, yeah, I was at yeah. a barbecue like yesterday and I think I saw one. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, I yeah, think yeah. So. They're super cool. They're very like chill. Well, yeah. Or can be. The time. They can, can be. be. They're very stubborn though. Yeah. I think I know. Our, our dogs, dude. They're yeah? so yeah. They're yeah. <laughs> one's Coda and Naga. That's a nice name. And shout yeah. out, shout out to Coda and Naga. <laughs> Coda, yeah, shout out. Yeah, they're freaking knuckleheads, dude. But yeah, well. yeah, but they do shed like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And we had a German Shepherd before, yeah. and I don't think they were as bad. <laughs> yeah, as that. Yeah. So. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I'd probably say German yeah, Shepherd, GSP, you know. Great, yeah. uh, what is it called? Great Pyrenees. I'm going to look yeah. those up. Do you look them up? Yeah. Because I'm interested now. I'm interested. Great yeah. Pyrenees. <laughs> I am Great Pyrenees. Okay. Nobody so, got cool dogs. what like made you want to go in the military? What yeah, part I was of the military that, do you yeah. want to go into? Tell us about that. So, right now, I'm. so what made me want to go into the military is, you know, a lot of the people in my family were military. Like my grandfather, he was a Vietnam vet. Uh, my uncle, he was Air Force vet. Uh, my dad, Air Force. Uh, other uncle is Navy. Auntie, Army, cousin, oh Army. Gosh. Yeah, like it's, it's yeah, just a whole, the list goes on. The list goes on, man. Um, and it just, it kind of inspired me to like go because they're like, they get, a check every month for staying in for 20 years. They have properties and places yeah. like they drive yeah. cool cars and they're like, bro, 
just go in, go to college, let them pay for everything mm. while you get the benefits and do this, you know? And so I kind of was like, okay, that's not bad. Cause I, you know, I still want land there's certain places I want to go. I do want to travel a little mm. bit, you know? And they're like, okay, well, if you want to travel, go, you know, they'll take you to go see the world and stuff like that. Like, okay. You know what? Sure. Why not? And um, the other aspect of it was just like getting to be around guns and, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. and oh man. And dude, I have a crazy story. I'm sorry. Real quick. No, this not, is the dude. place for Go crazy ahead. stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> while, while I was in the, uh, the detention center, like uh -huh. we were drawing, they were like, okay, let's have you guys draw what you like. And I drew a truck with like seven guns <laughs> coming out of it. And they called me to like the administrative Perfect. office and they were like, Lawrence, is there something going on here? Like, do you have an unhealthy obsession with guns? And I'm like, like, bro. Are you saying you look I'm back like, out of your like, America? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm about. No, hey, man. Hey. hey, man, it is what it is. It's it's who we are. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, and so, like, dude, we just, you know, <laughs> hey, man. That's, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> it was just, it was crazy to me now that I think about it. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I was a kid. And you know, drew a picture of a car with <laughs> guns all over. And I was like, bro, like, yeah. really, Lawrence? That's like every 10-year-old boy, though. I, yeah, like, for sure. Biting <laughs> freaking graham crackers to make a little pistols. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, like, That's yeah, just how yeah. most, 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 most guys are. You know, not nowadays, but most, yes, yeah. yes. And and so, but yeah, back to the subject, Um, the military, you know, just my, I'm, and so now I'm planning on going Navy, you know, and my uncle was a diver. And he just, he told me about some of the experiences. And the reason he became a diver was because he told, you know, no, there was a, a guy in there that told him, you know, black people can't swim. Mm. And so he took that personally and was just like, all right, Watch I'm going to go be a diver. Yeah, you know? that's, that's and then, so cool. And, you know, just, just the fact that, I don't know, my head that like, he made a decision off of what that dude said. And that one decision changed, like molded his entire career, mm. you know, and, and he just kind of told me, he's like, don't be afraid to get uncomfortable and do things to be successful. Like, wow. you know, so that that was what I took away from it. That's kind of what he wanted to tell me. Like, dude, you know, if there's, if you are going to go military, do something that you don't know how to do. They're going to pay you and teach you how to do it and get uncomfortable and learn and try to grow. Yeah. You know? And so. Gosh, that's such great advice. Yeah, seriously. You know, I, I try to take it in and sometimes it slips my mind, you know, so. But yeah, yeah, you know, I do thank the Lord for it, you know, because out of all the things that have happened, you know, the fact that he's still able to use people to pour into me is that's when I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord. Because mm -hmm. just at the time where I'm sitting here like, okay, I don't know what to do. The Lord is like, oh, go here. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's options. And when you prayed that one night, you, you yeah. know, and you said, Lord, open doors that only you can and close doors that only you can, mm -hmm. you know, it just... It made me realize just you saying those words and praying like that, like yeah. it was like, yeah, that's that's really all it is. Mm. The Lord opening doors and the Lord closing doors. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a life. It's so easy to overcomplicate it, right? At the end yeah. of the day, it's just like I had a professor at Sagu who who told us that he was like, he said this, I'll never forget it. He said, Sometimes God will will present you with multiple doors right, or like paths that you can take and each one of those three are not necessarily wrong yeah. he gives you those opportunities yeah. for you to pursue 
And I believe like he also puts those desires in you to also help guide us on where you want to go. Obviously, like if it's an evil, it's, yeah. it's an evil thing. You don't want to pursue it. Obviously, yeah, that should go without saying. But I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah. But yeah. those three, like those, that's what I was saying. Is those three doors. Sometimes it's like, okay, option A is gonna lead me down the path of the Navy, or option B, I could marry my girl right now, find a random job, and I would always, I might always wonder where, where, where would this have gone, right? And then maybe the middle door was like rugby, and you're like, okay, I'm already closing <laughs> yeah. that one. Right, so it's like, yeah, man, absolutely. It, we overcomplicate it so much. Like, what's God's, what's God's will? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like we over spiritualize, and sometimes it's just the next wisdom, and some is sometimes just the next right step, and that's all. That's all you're doing, right? It's just like, yeah. I think I'm supposed to go here, so I'm going to take the next right step. Absolutely, and thank you for sharing that. Like seriously, because just just you being able to like pour knowledge into me, just even some of the books that you recommended, mm-hmm. where it's just like, you know what? take a dive into what you're getting yourself into and yeah. what you're doing. And it's allowed me to do a lot more research and say, okay, why would I want to do this? Is God really sending me here and doing this? And so it just puts me right back to square one. Hmm. Lord, open doors that only you can open and close doors that you can't. And like you said, taking that first step mm-hmm. and just, that's all. That's all. First step, mm-hmm. do what you can. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it feels. I mean, that's like all you can do. Just, yeah. you just gotta take a step. As I'm learning, yeah. Kind of see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I mentioned so, too that that sometimes you'll take a step and you'll get into something like let's use the example of the Navy, right? Like you take a step into yeah. that. Maybe you go try to be like a Navy SEAL, and then you realize, well, like I don't really want to be a Navy SEAL. Maybe, and then there's a What'd you call it? The S- swig. Swig guys. Swig. Bow guys, yeah. Yeah, swig okay. Guys. Swig. Swig guys. Uh, so you maybe figure out like, oh, I actually really love this. Like I get to be a supporter of the Navy SEALs or da-da-da-da. But you never would have seen that, arguably, if you hadn't just taken that first step. Right, yeah. And you're yeah. in now the situation because you've taken the risk. You've, you've, you're, the, you're in the arena, right? You're doing the thing. And now all of a sudden God's like, okay, this is what I really brought you here for. <laughs> yeah, dude. But and you so, won't know that unless you take a step. That's why people right, get so yeah. paralyzed of making the wrong decision. It's crazy. They're just so afraid to take that first step. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with you because it, it, that reminds, what you just said, just reminds me of like what my uncle told me because we had a conversation, you know, and he was like, nephew, he was like, first, just make it through regular boot camp. And, uh, you know, like, he was just like, first, get in. Mm-hmm. First, go. And then go see what you can sign up for. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, during basic, they're going to shoot all this stuff at you. They're going to tell you. And you're going to have officers. You're going to have opportunities. But he was like, the main thing is, go and get in. Once you, because you, in order to get to the SEALs, you have to, like, make it through regular boot camp. True. And, he's, and he's just like, dude, you, you, aren't even a, you aren't even a MEPS yet. Like, get there first. <laughs> You know, yeah. and so it's just putting everything into perspective for me. You know, mm. it's like okay, let me slow down, let me keep praying, Lord, open doors that you can, close doors, mm. you know that that you can. And so, yeah, one step at a time, take care of one thing at a time. Mm. Trying to, you know, it's hard. But mm. what was the uh, remind me again what the lesson was on? that you did uh, or in like the verse the end of chapter or matthew chapter 16 and the beginning of chapter 17 which is the jesus talking about 
these are things I have to do down the cross. And Peter's like, no, you don't have to do that. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the next part is him talking about take up your cross uh, every day and follow me. Um, you know, those who lose their life for me will find it. And then the next one is about the transfiguration mm. where Peter, James, and John, right? Yeah. Go up with Jesus yeah. and Jesus is transfigured. And then he sees Moses and Elijah and they come back down. Then you went through all that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was like kind of confused at first because I thought, um, I thought it was going to get tag teamed and there was going to be more after that. And then I realized I was like, I have a lot of content right now. So like if there's going to be more after this, it's going to be a lot. Oh. But luckily there wasn't. So, turned out oh, great. so you're the only one? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Turned out to be great. I feel like this is a good conversation. I feel like a lot of people yeah. were talking mm. to and, and adding pieces of information and questions and felt like it was a good flow. Yeah. yeah. Did you think that there was a connection between the transfiguration and the passage right before it with like taking up your cross and all that? Or I can't remember anything specific that I wrote down. Hmm. I would say. I'm just curious. I don't know because I, I, I hadn't realized that those two passages were right, next right to after one another. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Well, well, you have any more questions or shoot, anything man. else you want to mention? Anything else I want on to mention? Your, on your mind, on your head? Any questions? Shoot, man. For yeah. us? Or? Yeah. I mean, tell me about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're from nowhere, dude. We'll do that later. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you guys from nowhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's going with the wind. Yeah. Oh, wind guys. Okay. It's <laughs> interesting. Um, I mean, we can we can end it there, dude. Like yeah. that's it's it's yeah. late. Yeah, it is. Like we got a we got a lot of good content, a lot yeah, of good stories. Yeah, they don't, yeah, don't want to hear about us. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they do eventually. Long enough. I'm sure they will. I'm sure we have other episodes. <laughs> other episodes. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for coming, dude. This has been so cool. Thank you for sharing those stories with us and just being vulnerable about your experiences. That takes a lot of guts to come on a podcast and do that that you've just met you just met me for the first time like a week ago and this is your first time meeting zach yeah so like i really an appreciate hour that. ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, seriously well, i mean i'll say this man i thank you for like allowing me to come on to your show you know and just meet cool guys you know like just chill guys you yeah know? And, and i have to say the lord brought us together absolutely you yeah know? and that's why i was like okay i'm going like i'm going to go do this i'm yeah. actually like you what know? made you say yes he because he texted me. He just texted yeah. me. He was like, you know what, Lawrence? You know, I want you to come on the podcast. You know, I want to hear more of your story. And I was like, okay. Like, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> sure. Like, I would love to. You yeah. know, I would love to sit down and talk. Because when I was when I talked to him that first night, just the words, you know, just getting to hear his word that he said, I liked the way that he was, how do you say it? You know, I, Presenting? Presenting, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? And I could definitely tell that the Lord is like using you for something. And I was like, the Lord is speaking through him, mm. you know, and just using him as a vessel. And that night when we went into that dining room, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that like, dude, you just prayed for me. Like, you were just like, you know what? Follow me into the dining room. <laughs> you know, I was like, 
bro is legit. You know, I was like, I was like, bro is legit, man. Like, put the hand on me, started praying. I was like, yeah. Like, it was just, it was raps. I was like, dude, dude is in it. He's really in it to be mm. in it. Like, it's real. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a blessing. To like I said, to see you have enough courage, you're telling me about courage about coming on a podcast in front of cameras, dude. You were in a room full of like, what, twenty, thirty people? There's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, and you know, you still sat there and laid out the entire word, mm. like your your entire sermon that you had for that night mm. with ease. You know, that's what it sounded like. I'm you glad know? it sounded like that. <laughs> and I was pretty nervous. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell. Like seriously, I couldn't really? tell. Yeah, dude. Dang, that's crazy. Had a notepad. I I don't remember what like quote was on your notepad, but you said something, and I remember. I think it was like the girl or the guy in the front that asked about it. But when I heard it, I was like, "Geez, where does this dude get this information from?" Like, <laughs> like bro is definitely studying. Like, bro is like studying this word. Like, whoa, you know? I was definitely so, studying. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, and I could tell. And so I was like, "Oh yeah, dude." And you, and then just out of nowhere. Oh, you want to come come on a podcast? Oh, and I heard you talking about your businesses too, about how like you started a business and then you know kind of went down, then you started again here, yeah. here, here. So many jumps, yeah. And I was like, I didn't know he was a business guy. Mm. You know, I was like, that's really cool because mm. I've been in, interested in, in business. I, right, I yeah, like yeah. to start a business. You know, yes. it's the fact that here, like, just you preaching up there and just having the knowledge, having to have at least seen. Like some of the things that I'm able to relate to, and you're just like they're chopping it up, like yeah, mm. yeah, this is what happens, you know. I'm <laughs> like wow, like okay, yeah. you know, like this is this is somebody living for God, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I would just able to see that with my eyes. I was like, okay, yeah, I I need to strive to be like that, you know, mm. to to be in a room with that guy, to hear when that guy speaks, listen. You know, so. Wow. Well, I'm honored. Thank you for that. And your observation uh, reminded me that there, and Zach's definitely felt this too. When we were at Sagu, we were learning about Bible theology and religion and philosophy. Yeah. All that that heady stuff. We both really felt a big pressure to like become pastors. That's the big thing is like everyone's there to be like a pastor. And it's like we both kind of just sat down one day and we're like i don't think i want to be a pastor yeah and yeah. i mean i had several yeah. people tell me that before i even went to sagu so they're like oh cool yeah. you're gonna be a pastor yeah and right. i was like i don't know yeah if god wants me to maybe but yeah i'm not i'm not built for that dude yeah. i'm not like pastor b dude is built for that <laughs> yeah yeah. Built he's for sure, yeah. yeah he's built for it you can yeah. just see the giftings the talents he has yeah. dude shoe in for that yeah. position right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not so much yeah i i'm much better like in the arena you saw me and yeah doing something like this yeah where and so it took me a yeah. long time and it took me a long time to realize that god was trying to take my passions and desires for business and my passions and desires for my faith and meld them into one thing yeah and it's, it's taken so long for that for me to figure that out that it's felt almost hopeless at times where it's like, well, I guess I'll just have to settle. Yeah. Yeah. But as a man, like you want to have a mission that's bigger than you. You want to have a a purpose in life. Otherwise, if you have a why, you can do anything. Yeah. Literally anything. Yeah. But if you don't, it's even the most mundane tasks are difficult. Yeah. It's like well, you feel purposeless. You feel purposeless. Yeah. Like it's just so difficult. And so like the you set me up really well to, just to talk about how 
what we're trying to do here is build a community where someone like Lawrence can come into a room where you're like, dude, I have all these questions about where, what I'm doing, my relationship with God, my future, my potentially future spouse. And I'm just like almost overwhelmed by all this analyzing I'm doing. And to come into a space where you can meet just like-minded believers and, and not just like-minded believers, but people that care about you as a person and don't care about really anything else. Like, cool, you have your achievements. Cool, you have what you look like. Cool, you have your background. But who's Lawrence really? And podcasts are a really cool way to do that because it's an intentional time to just hear about your story. I feel like I know you so much better now because I have a background of, oh, that's his experience. That's how he sees life. So what we're trying to do and what we found is like people, especially that don't want to go to church, usually want community. They want a place to come and hang out. Right, yeah. they want a place to come and chill, just like what you just said. Dude, yeah. And so, right now, it just seems like coffee shops are the best place for people to come and chill. And so, like we want to use that that business desire and the ministry desire to be able to have a space where people can just come in, and it's geared towards community. Yeah, people can connect and, and just have that experience and have that that yeah. what yeah, you just yeah. said yeah. is the second floor experience. Yeah. You guys That's are going to make thing. it happen. I'm telling you, you guys are going to make it happen. Like, look, look, bro is invested in. That's our whole thing, dude. So, like, that's our hope. Yeah. That's our hope is that we can have a physical place where people can come and we just get out of God's way. Just like, whatever conversation you want to happen, Lord, make it happen with believers, non believers, whoever, people of different faiths, backgrounds, religions, beliefs that can come in and be challenged and also challenge us with the perspective. Like, I did not see the world that way. You've given me something to think about. Yeah. Which I feel like is lost right now with our generation. Yeah. It's always like, no, this is how you have to. Yeah. Like, this is the only way you can see the world. It's like, you can believe something and still hold someone else's worldview yeah. to consider. It's yeah. not right. either or. Yeah. Which is like, crazy. I, yeah. I can believe that that Jesus is God and I can believe all these things and, and I do and I can be a follower of Christ and I can also sit down with the freaking yeah. Buddhist and be like, <laughs> what do you believe? <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah. and why? And yeah. and not feel threatened. Yeah. Right, right. And I think that's where you have those common grounds. We, if like we used kind of race as an example, yeah. that's where that common ground happens. Is like, how, it seems like you're seeing me in a different way than I want to be seen. Can we talk about that? Yeah. And then hopefully the other person's like willing to talk about it. Obviously yeah. it takes two. Yeah. But I would say like that's our overall goal. And it's been well, really, beautiful. it's been really cool to see people come in like our last guest, Michael came in and we told him about the whole thing. And he was like, Oh, you know, that's cool. And then we sat down, we had a two hour long podcast with him right there. And he gets yeah. up and we're talking over there and he's like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. 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 He yeah, he said that. Yeah. He was like, Oh, like I get what y'all are trying to do now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the fun part for me. Yeah. I just enjoy the conversation. Yeah. It's cool because we've spent the last like six, seven months talking about mm-hmm. all of this and trying to, figure it out like yeah, exactly what it is we're trying to culminate you know yeah and to see it actually like coming to life before us and working like it is right now yeah. you know it's it's kind of crazy it's and, crazy and the yeah. crazy look the other crazy part right i've i've spoken to my friends because uh one of my friends does music and he has like he has the equipment not all this fancy stuff but he has the equipment to do podcast he's always like dude let's do a podcast yeah you know like and i always thought i'm like you know what it would be dope to just like go on a podcast and talk Joseph here, <laughs> inviting me in here to just come talk. And I was just like, wow. 
God works in mysterious he ways. Does. I, he does. I get to see two guys who actually like put in the time and the effort to be like, all right, we're making this podcast. We're dedicating it to you. Know, we're dead. We're we're going in, and now I just get to like be here as a part of it for for like an hour. Like what? <laughs> like like bro? Like it's a blessing from God. You know, to yeah. be able to be in your presence because I'm seeing two hardworking guys. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing like there's going to be a product of this. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, it's a huge blessing for us too, dude. Yeah. And just getting to meet people like you. And, and having an excuse to be intentional. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. having those connections. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because they, they mean something. You know? It does. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, the whole point of this is that, you know, hopefully these relationships will go beyond the podcast. Yeah. You know? And like, Absolutely. Yeah. you know, these and are real, genuine mm -hmm. friendships, connections. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. your friends will be able to see you on here. Yeah. And then they'll want to listen to other stories, like the ones that we're going to have on, the ones that we've had on before. And hopefully those are people are similar to you in terms of their curiosity and their mindset. And yeah. that's how like like-minded people find one another and that community can grow. And then one day you'll step into the coffee shop and you'll be like, dude, yeah. I'll be like, that's Lawrence. He's an OG. Yeah. Like yeah, he was on it. OG. He was on like episodes eight. eight. <laughs> Ooh, Episode oh, eight. Shoot, he man. was on like, wow. that's going to happen. Yeah. Legit. Heck yeah, dude. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. yeah, we'll have you back. We'll have you back then. Okay. Okay. Then I'll have another story for you. I'm sure I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. Yeah. Maybe they'll be after you like your first like deployment or something. Who I knows? Know. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. I'm sure crazy. you'd have some stories, dude. Oh shoot. Oh shoot. Oh, shoot. Uh, Y'all get me excited, man. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go on deployment so I can come back and tell stories. You know, like, bro, that, okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we're gonna link Lawrence's Instagram in the bio. Go check him out. Hit him up. Tell him what you thought was interesting about his story this episode. Give him some love, and we will see you next time. Peace. Sweet. Boom. Cool. Boom. Oh, man. Nailed it. <sighs> well, yeah. Dude, that, man. like, whatever, I think it's the AC. When it it's kicks in, dude, so it's loud. I want to talk to you. Not now. Later. No, now. Okay, we, everything was recording, oh, thank God. Oh, is it? Everything was recording the whole time. Let's go. We've had our, uh, we've had our fair oh, share of yeah. technical Dude. difficulties. Technical difficulties. It's a part of it. It's yeah, a part of for it. sure. Now we have a backup microphone. Oh, yeah. Smart. We have Smart. microphones Smart. strategically Smart. placed. Good, man. <laughs> yeah, got to be prepared. Shoot. For real, dude. For real. For like an hour, I don't know how long we filmed. You want to see here? You want to come over here and see what you look like? Oh, sure. Here. Is it crazy? I'll sit oh. where you sat. Oh, cool. Three, two, one. Oh, nice, dude. Dude, dude, that's crazy. Oh yeah, that's too easy. The, wait till you see the clips of yourself pop up on Instagram. Dude, it's it's a wild feeling. It is a wild feeling.